Welcome to Tax Conversations Africa, a five-part series on the use of research evidence in influencing government policies towards fair tax systems in Africa. In our previous episode, we looked at the lessons learned in the use of research evidence by Tunisian CSOs. What is the role of civil society research evidence in influencing government policies towards tax systems in Africa? And how can policymakers use country-specific data to build fair tax systems on the continent? Welcome to Tax Conversations Africa, the podcast, offering alternative thought to African tax systems. Tax Conversations Africa is powered by the Tax Justice Network Africa in partnership with the Institute for Economic Justice and the generous support from the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation. My name is Beza McConnen, and I'll be your host today. The fairness of taxing the informal sector is contested globally. It challenges society broadly to engage more deeply on taxation and perceptions of fairness. In Nigeria, the informal sector is taxed by local government. In the ODI report, it was concluded that the abundance of the country's natural resources, particularly oil and gas, probably limits public interest in domestic taxes. Today, our eye is on Nigeria putting a spotlight on the informal tax sector. I am joined by Chine Dubasi from Sislac. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Africa's most populous country paints the picture of a sleeping giant in terms of what it could be, but then some have argued that the informal sector in Nigeria gets little to no support from the government. And so why tax them? Where do you sit in this debate? Certainly, uh, as long as anyone is a citizen of a country uh, residing in a particular jurisdiction, tax is simply a responsibility. Uh, it is what keeps the lights on for a country. So whether it's informal or formal, uh, I am convinced that every citizen should pay taxes, but also that the state have a role to play to incentivize these taxpayers to comply. To comply. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinadu, there is a lack of quality evidence about how the existent, existing tax system in Nigeria is performing and what could be done to improve it um, as large portions of the population remain outside the tax bracket. What are your thoughts on this? I have been a part of of several studies uh, among several other civil society organizations and pressure groups that have tried to understand this. Uh, But you see that um, we always continue to see a bias. Uh, There was a bias towards research uh, that was internally produced by renowned researchers, uh, universities, or even state agencies by themselves and civil society organizations have generated these data and still try to produce this, which is considered as supplementary. Policymakers at this level claimed that civil society organization research evidence could only be used as a basis for further research. 
Would you say there have been progressive steps made in ensuring the use of research evidence in the policy formulation process in Nigeria? Absolutely. Uh, there are lots of bright spots in Nigeria, and I'm also happy to note that there have been quite some ground that have been covered in this respect. Uh, for instance, uh, in five of the 16 states where we have uh, the tax justice and governance platform, the research evidence-based proposals and recommendations by civil society, legislative advocacy center, CISLAC, and her partners to eliminate the middlemen in informal sector tax collection, um, middlemen in form of consultants and unauthorized tax officials and to automate the systems to have been adopted actually. For example, uh, eight local governments who agreed to take part in the initiative, they worked with uh, civil society organizations directly to implement the solutions that were proposed and um, some credible results were um, recorded. Using the research evidence produced, um, the civil society organizations were able to point out areas in which these taxes were overlapping and thus leading to double tax taxation, which is majorly one of the things that the people in the informal sector complain about. The government authorities were responsible enough to provide uh, in providing the documents reflecting the taxes due from workers especially in, in, in the markets and other informal environments. It's assuring to learn that this is actually already happening. If you could point out to us factors that, to your mind, affect use of research evidence by policymakers, what would they be? Well, first of all, um, I would like to say that the desire from revenue authorities and even the government itself to diversify domestic resource mobilization away from uh, mono dependency on oil proceeds and the openness to considering other revenue options. Then secondly, uh, policymakers considering that areas of study as a, 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 as a priority in the context of limited tax revenues to maximize domestic resource mobilization, which meant that we there, there, there is a demand for research evidence uh, to base any of these two propositions on. We have also seen uh, the perceived credibility of stakeholders putting the research evidence forward, uh, particularly at the national level where we have uh, organizations like ActionAid, we have Oxfam and uh, Civil Society Legislative Advocacy Center, CISLAG, and they have been recognized as brands uh, with track records in producing tax research evidence. How big a sway is political interest in the use of CSO support and policy development? Very huge, very huge. Um, definitely, uh, as expected, political interest is always overwhelming. Uh, particularly at the local level to strengthen the fiscal contract between the states and the citizens, as well as the opportunity to optimize their tax collection and revenue sources. The Nigerian federal government, for instance, would wish to collect a lot, of, a lot more than it's actually collecting 
and some leaders have already discovered that the civil society organization's support um, is a, a short ticket to optimizing this uh, quest for more tax collection. Also, influence often depends on public sector officials in the individual states and their openness to uh, the civil society movement and their involvement in the whole issue. There is evidence that the political arena in Nigeria poses a huge threat to the engagement to, due to instability arising from political transition uh, that leads to constant engagement of newly elected officials anytime there is a change of government. Thank you for staying tuned to Tax Conversations Africa. Today, our conversation is about taxing Nigeria's informal sector, and Chinadu Basi is still with us. So, evidently, it seems there is need for CSO support in research evidence. Being a researcher yourself, what challenges are researchers facing in Nigeria? Researchers in Nigeria are facing so many challenges uh, well not insurmountable anyway but they range from inadequate funding to poor access to this data and even poor access to the custodians of this data because one thing to have access to data and another to have access to the custodians of the data lack of access to re relevant um, already edited journals, inadequate libraries, and weak research capacity, actually. Donors and revenue authorities have made considerable efforts to alleviate these challenges, but still a long way to go. The Overseas Development Institute, ODI, in 2019, reports uh, concludes that tax policy in Nigeria remains much centralized within the government and the scope for engagement is dictated from the top down, uh, well, may not translate into real influence on tax decision-making process, and thus little room uh, for the civil, civil society organizations to plug in and make their useful contributions. Let's get back to the worrying trend that tax is indeed paid out, but to unregulated entities. Why is this unique to Nigeria? In Nigeria, we run um, a three-tier government, which uh, evidently uh, translates into who is authorized to collect those different levels of taxes. Um, the federal government, who is um, who authorizes the Federal Inland Revenue Services or the Federal Inland Revenue Services Act on behalf of the federal government. Uh, the local government and the state government. Uh, these taxes payable at these three levels are different and administered differently by these institutions as mentioned. Um, as you may know, we have 36 states in Nigeria and um, 774 local governments who are under these states. 
And these uh, local governments also administer rates and levies, which are considered not taxes, proper taxes by the tax uh, professionals. Uh, these taxes are uh, levies are collectible by them through their various councils and local government revenue committees. Uh, the tax policy, uh, taking the informal sector, uh, for example, selected in this paper was engaged with at all three levels, which uh, presents a unique study on the use of research ev evidence generated by civil society organizations along the contours of the tax system. Wow, that's a fairly complicated structure. In your view, how can CSOs cut through this complexity in encouraging the different levels of government to URE and their design of tax systems? Yeah, they, there is need for a persistent advocacy effort by civil society organizations and also the citizens themselves, uh, such as uh, bringing the markets, traders to the government officials, um, offices where they lend their voices to push or put pressure uh, from the general public to uh, the policymakers to make some changes on these policies that actually have an overreaching influence or effect or, on them. But also, as we mentioned earlier, appealing to political interests of political leaders. Uh, example, um, at the federal level, now you have the, the Minister of Finance um, who oversees issues around finances. At the state level, you have the state governor himself who oversees the Ministry of Finance, uh, com yeah, Ministry of Finance and the Commissioner, uh, also the State Board of Internal Revenue um, Chairman. And at the local government level, the responsible local government revenue committee officials um, to collaborate and lend their ears to hear in a bid to support and strengthen the tax collection efforts uh, in a way that is humane and progressive. Thank you so much for your insight, Chinedu. The pleasure was all mine. You've been listening to Tax Conversations Africa, the podcast, powered by the Tax Justice Network Africa in partnership with the Institute for Economic Justice and the generous support from the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation. For more information and episodes, please visit our website, www.taxjusticeafrica.net. For questions, comments, or opinions, email us at info at taxjusticeafrica.net. Thank you.